man, this husband, this father wants to be spiritual. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4 says this, But let every man prove his own work. Somebody say own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. And that's what I want to talk about is let every man prove his own work. Because the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged, but we also know them by the fruits we bear, and whether you like it or not, you're producing fruit. Now it may not be good fruit, <laughs> but you're producing something. But here's the cool thing. If you produce bad fruit, you could change that and start producing good fruit. That's why God said, let every man prove his own work. Now, I, I realize that in this study that, that we understand that we are in desperate, dire need of him. Because after all, this is his church. And whether you understand it or not, or whether you comprehend it or not, God has a plan. And God has a purpose. You may not see it. That's why the Bible said His ways are higher than your ways. Well, I should have got that job. I should have got that raise. I should have got that new car. That should have been my house. Well, God's ways are higher than your ways. And many of you get bummed out, you get depressed, you get discouraged because God hasn't answered the prayer that you have prayed. And you're like, well, man, does, does God not listen? Does God not care? Well, yes, He does. But I'm glad that God doesn't answer every one of the prayers that I've prayed uh, the way I wanted him to answer it. I'm glad he answers it according to his plan, his purpose, and his will. Because everything about living for God has got to be centered around him. Let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. So if we're to be spiritual, or if we're striving to be spiritual, then we must prove our own work. Not our neighbor's work. A lot of us like to prove our neighbor's work. Prove our family member's work. Our friend's work. Our co-workers. You know, I don't think you should have chose that color of carpet. I, I don't think you, you, you know, you should have painted it that way. I don't think you should... And many of us, it's easy to give our opinions when we've never rolled up our sleeves and, 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 and started working on it. It's easy to prove somebody else's work, but God said, I don't want you to prove somebody else's work. I want you to prove your own work. And if we want to be spiritual, that's what's got to happen, is we've got to prove our own work work because it must be inward driven and we must be real with ourselves and examine ourselves and we must do something that a lot of us don't like to do 
We must look in the mirror. Now some like to look in the mirror. I've got a boy that loves to look in the mirror. And many times I catch him. He, he doesn't know it, but I catch him. He'll be walking by, and, and, and whether it's in my room or the bathroom, and, and he'll kind of flex a little bit. <laughs> and I'll watch him, and he's watching himself. And, and don't give him too much grief because I'm sure at one time or another, you've checked out yourself. You said, I look good today. I don't have that blemish anymore. What's that old happy day? Anybody remember happy days? Probably dating myself and, and some of you, you, you know, that's okay that you don't know that you're sanctified and petrified. But I, I remember happy days and I remember Fonzarella. And he would look up in the mirror and what would he say? Hey. Here's what happens though when you look in the mirror. You start seeing things clearer. You start saying, wow, do I really look like that? I know many times we, we, we look at pictures and, and pictures of ourselves and we're like, something's wrong with that camera. I don't look like that. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, I do look like that. But if we want to be real, we have to really look at ourselves. The only way you can truly help yourself is for you to be honest with yourself and say, you know what, there's some stuff in my life that I, I, I need to change. I need to clean up. I find myself in ruts. I find myself doing the same things. And, and I'm not happy with the fruits that I'm producing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you're not happy with the harvest, you gotta change what you're planting, what you're sowing. Because if you do what you've always done, you get what you've always got. So don't get frustrated because it's a cycle over and over. It's because you're doing the same stuff. Break out. Instead of just Hitting that snooze button? Why don't you just confuse everybody? Before the alarm goes off, jump out of bed. You may not feel like it, but you jump out of bed and you say, today's going to be a great day. Because I believe that every one of us has the power to create our own destiny. We have the power to have a good day or a bad day. Now, we can't control, Brother Roy, when things come our way. But we can control how we react to what comes our way. Anybody ever had a, a nosy neighbor or, or, or a, a nosy co-worker or, or somebody that just annoyed you? You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe you're the annoyer. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to make up your mind. You ain't going to steal my joy. 
You ain't going to take away my good day. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I'm going to have a good day today. Now, here's what happens. It's like fasting. When you make that declaration, I'm going to have a good day, guess what happens? Struggle comes. Pressure comes. It's like praying for patience. Hello? <laughs> you want to pray for patience? You better buckle up, honey. You're fixing to go through some storms. Because here's the truth. Everybody. Somebody say everybody. Every one of us. That means you. We all go through storms. We go through junk. We go through stuff. Someone said you're either going through a problem, trial, wilderness. You're coming out of it. Or you're getting ready to get back in. It's just a, it's that motion. And I believe that's why David made up his mind. And he said, yay, though I walk through the valley, I'm going to go through the valley. But when I walk through the valley, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to have a pity party. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. But when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Thou art with me. I'm still going through the valley, but I've got a God that's with me. Can I tell you the best way to examine ourselves? I mean, we got to look at ourselves and be real. But the best way to examine ourselves is by the Word of God. This is really our own guide. It is our, our own map. Bible said that we are to hide this word in our heart that we what? Might not sin against God. Not against man. We've got to do more than just, you know, breeze through this. We've got to really let the word of God speak. If you come pliable, if you come open, you come teachable, Guess what? God will teach you things. Have you opened up the Word of God and, and all of a sudden just it illuminated to you? And you're like, wow. I've never seen that before. Hey, come here. And you're reading it. I mean, it's like you've read that for years. But all of a sudden that day, you made up your mind. This ain't speed reading. But I'm just going to meditate on it. See, many of us, we, we, we try just to do enough. I, I remember in school, and, and I just didn't, I wanted to get my work done. And, and, and I liked to talk. I remember in a class one time, the teacher had to move me like three or four times. And finally, he got so mad at me, he said, Grogan, pick up your desk and go outside. I said, okay. Picked it up. And guess what? I saw a friend walking and we started talking outside. I just, I want to get things done. And sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get so distracted by everything else that we're really not engaging in this. Yesterday we had a tremendous, tremendous practice 
at our house. They were singing and, and beautiful songs and, and they laughed at me because I was trying to be helpful and, and I brought them ice water knowing that when they're singing they're, they should not drink ice water. So because they laughed at me, I went to my room. Just kidding. I just said, I'm going to go lay down for a little bit. But what I did is I put on the Word of God on my phone app. And I, I just pushed play. And I let that begin to reverberate into my spirit. There's something about having the Word of God begin to move inside of you. You want to be better. You want to live better. You want to be spiritual. You've got to learn to, to get this Word of God. Not just on Sunday and not just on Wednesday night Bible study. But you've got to get this Word into your heart. See, the great thing is people say, well, I'm not a good reader. Well, just pick up an audio and let the words begin to reverberate inside your spirit because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When that trumpet sounds and we stand before God, we are judged not by our ideas, not even necessarily by our beliefs. We are judged by the Word of God. He opens up the Word of God and we are judged according to His Word. Doesn't the Word of God say something like, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word, it shall endure forever. And the Lord is saying, if you really want to prove your own work, you don't prove it by man's philosophy. You prove it by thus saith the Word of God because it never changes. That's why when I had a discussion to an individual about even being baptized, he told me, he said, I don't think I need to be baptized. I said, well, let's just read the Word. I can refute a lot of your thoughts and your opinions, but we can't refute the Word of God because His Word says, my Word will never return void. Now, they may not embrace the word. They didn't reject you. They just re rejected truth. But one of these days where he said, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is coming a day when that light's going to come on. And we're going to understand that we are judged by the word. And I've got to make up my mind, God. I want to be judged. I want my life to be centered around your word. I want my life to be a reflection of you. I, I want God really to look into my life. It's been my prayer these whole last couple weeks. And I've been asked my wife, I said, you know, are, are we doing anything? Are, are we making a difference? Or, you know, are we making effects? I said, because really... It all boils down to this for me. I want to please God. I really do. I'll do my best and, and, and I want to help people and, and I want to love on people. I, I, I want to further the kingdom of God. But, but more than all of that, I want to please God. I want God to look at my heart. I want God to look at my life. And I want Him to say, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Can I tell you the great thing about God? 
You read it in, in the book of Kings. You, you read it throughout uh, scriptures from Genesis to Revelations. All the people that started out great, you watch them fall. You watch them walk away from God. God has done so much for them, but yet God never gives up on people. What, what, was, what was Jonah's command? To go to Nineveh and do what? Preach. What was he to preach? Three days, you're going to die. God's giving you judgment. Get your house in order. What a terrible message. He preached judgment. And these people, they weren't promised. He didn't say, hey, if you repent, if you turn from your ways, I, I, God's going to forgive you. God's going to love you. He didn't say that. He said three days, God's going to wipe you out. You're dead. He goes back. There's a, 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 a gourd. There, it's, it's like a, a, a little plant that gave him a little bit of covering. And he kicked back there waiting for the fireworks to happen. And all of a sudden that little gourd dies. His shade dies. And he gets mad because Nineveh has not been destroyed and he has no more shade. And the Lord said, Hey buddy, you're so mad that your little plant is dead. And you're not happy that the people of Nineveh repented and they, they began to put on sackcloth and ashes and they haven't stopped praying. I'm praying this, God. Look in my heart. Look in my spirit. We talked about it last Wednesday night when, when David echoed those words. Create in me a clean heart. And renew in me a right spirit. Can I tell you, God specializes in those that make mistakes. He specializes in those that make wrong decisions and bad choices. God said, hey, it's not over. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Why was David a man after God's own heart? It was because he understood where he messed up. He had to be real with himself. He had to look in the mirror when, when the preacher said, Thou art the man. And he had to he had to eat some crow. And he had to say words that a lot of us don't like to say. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Those are tough words because what those words do is it puts your pride down. And you got to just cowboy up, if you will, and be honest and say, you know what? I messed up. Isn't that what the prodigal did? One of my favorite stories. I don't know how many times I talk about the prodigal. But Brother McIntosh, it reminds me of me. 
Because God's been so good to me. And yet I've messed up. And yet God still forgave me. Can I tell you, there's always going to be an elder brother. There's always going to be a naysayer. There's always going to be someone that doesn't like you, doesn't like the way you've turned things around. But you can't get your eyes on anybody else. you got to get your eyes on God. You gotta make up your mind. It was better at daddy's house. I know I messed up. I know it doesn't make sense. I know I don't deserve it, but there's a God that loves me. There's a God that cares about me. You ought to tomorrow, I don't know if you're on a Zoom conference or have your mask on, nobody may see, but you ought to start smiling. You ought to just start saying, you know what? Today's a good day. Start whistling. There, there's a guy, I, I haven't been uh, to, the, to the Porterville branch in a long time since COVID has happened. And, but there's a guy, every time he comes in, he's whistling. He's happy. He's singing. He's singing a song. It doesn't sound good. But I feel what he's singing. I, I feel his spirit because he's thankful. He's grateful. Can I tell you things may not be perfect in your life. Things may, may, may not make sense right now. It, it may be tough for you right now. But guess what? You're above ground. You're in the house of God today. We sang some songs. We worshiped God. We felt His presence. We're hearing the Word of God. And guess what? My best days are not behind me, but my best days are in front of me. Because I've got a God that loves me. I'm so proud of Anthony. I baptized him in Jesus' name. He's been texting me, says, Pastor, who can I talk to? I want to do some work around the church. And I gave him Brother Miguel's number. I gave him Brother Ishmael's number. And, he, and I said, man, let's just get involved. But I remember, man, I put you in that tank. And that tank was cold. I still have to fix that heater. But it was cold. And I know you felt the coldest when you came in. But when you came up out of that water, I don't think you felt about that coldness anymore. Even when you came up, there's a change when you truly give yourself to God and you truly start proving your own work. You're making up your mind. I'm not living for God for you, for you, for pastor. I'm living for God because I love Him. Because I want to please Him. I want to make Him happy. If you'll do your best to love on Him and make Him happy and please Him, guess what? He's going to love on you. And you're going to whistle a tune. You're going to sing off key. Nobody may like it, but can I tell you, there's a God that likes it. Because the only way that God can help you is you got to be real with yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself. What's the Word of God say? I haven't even preached any of my notes. I've been going off like a crazy man. But the Bible says this. First four, let's put verse 4 up there. I'm almost done. I'll be, I'll be done right here. Because it's pretty cool. But let every, work, every man prove his own work. 
And after he proves his own work, guess what's going to happen? Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. See, we're waiting for another to make us happy. We're waiting for somebody else to pat us on the back. We're waiting for somebody else to say, hey, good job. You proved your own work. You examined yourself by the Word of God. And the Word of God says something like in Romans, that, and that's one scripture I didn't read, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you start proving yourself, there's a transformation that begins to happen. I've had people say my whole life, You've been brainwashed. I have been brainwashed. I've been God-washed. Not world-washed. We've got people right now that are being world-washed. And guess what's producing? Fear. Worry. Anxiety. Stress. Oh no! What are we going to do if Biden's elected? Everything's going to go down. And the other side's like, well, we can't have Trump no more. We're tired of winning. (laughs) I don't want. It's okay to laugh and smile. You may get that a little late. You may have to rewind that tomorrow and go back to it. But I want God to wash me. I want God to cleanse me. I really do. Because I love Him. Because you know what God did? He took a chance on me. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to stand behind this pulpit. God's been good. I've got a wife that loves me. I've got kids that love me. More important, they love God. I've got a church family that I love. I spend more time with y'all than I do my blood family. I told my family, though, I don't know if they're watching, but I told them, I said, hey, we're coming there for Thanksgiving. Watch out. I don't know if we're going to fly or drive. I don't know what's cheaper. We'll find the cheaper way. But I've made up my mind. Life is too short to have regrets. Make up your mind. Who are you out to please? You? Your spouse? Your friends? Your neighbors? I want to try to make my spouse happy. I annoy her a lot. But I can't try to please her first. I've got to please God first. I've got to get God right. As I'm telling you, she wouldn't be with me if I didn't have God right. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have God right. You wouldn't be here if you weren't striving to put God right. That's why he said, seek ye first. The kingdom 
of God. Put God first in every area and aspect of life. Prove your own work. And if you'll do that, all these things, rejoicing, it's a, a party, a celebration. Daddy says, put a ring on him. Put a robe on him. Kill that fatted calf. We're going to in and out We're going to have some beef. My wife's going to have filet mignon. I'm going to have a ribeye. If you put God first, He'll change your life. Don't just do this on Wednesday or Sunday. But let this be a lifestyle. You want to be spiritual? Prove your own work. God, what I have is yours. God, I don't deserve it. But God, I'm so thankful for your blessings, your provisions, your mercy, your love. Oh, is there anybody God been good to you? Has God been good to any of you? You want to lift your hands. You, you want to lift your voice. You, you want to just worship Him. You want to run after Him. God, I'm going to prove my own work by Your Word. Wash me. Renew me. Renew my mind. Let me be God-washed. Oh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here in this house today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, I feel the Lord. Take just a few minutes. Take a few minutes and just love on Him. Maybe you're saying, thank you, God, for giving me a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance Somebody make a declaration, God. Thank you for touching my family. Thank you for touching my home. Thank you, God, for working things out. I'm giving it to you, God. I want your will, God. I want it in my life. Offer oh, the Holy Ghost here. Come on, just a few minutes. Just love on Him. Come on, this is where your strength comes. This is where the joy, the refreshing joy comes. It's in His presence. It's in His house. It's in His courts. Oh, I love you, God. I want to please you. I want to make you happy, God. Running after you. Running after you, God. Shatarayatayaki. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shatarayatayaki. Want your way, God. Have your way in my home. Have your way in my family. Have your way in my kids. 
Have your way in my life. Have your way in my ministry. Oh God. I want to please you. I want to please you, God. Come on, this is where your strength is. What's your will, God? It's the least, least I can do. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wash us. Wash us. Wash us, God. Hallelujah. We want to be like you, God. We want to be like you. We want to run after you, God. Hallelujah. Sharayatayaki. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. More like you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I remember my grandfather. I say the story a lot, but I remember <clears throat> after my grandfather examined his life and after he forgave his son and reconciled with his son, I remember that my uncle, his son, passed away a year ago, a year after that, or whatever. It was a Maybe a year or two years. Try to get times right and dates right, but sometimes they just don't close. But I remember, though, when my uncle passed, my grandfather reached out to me. And he said, thank you for getting things right with me and my boy. And I said, I didn't do it. You did. Life's too short to hold on to offenses and grudges. If you want to live, you got to forgive. You got to let it go. Because if you don't forgive, guess what? You become locked up in a prison cell of offense. You say, Well, Pastor, they don't deserve to be forgiven. Yeah, but you deserve to live. Now, you don't have to go break bread with them. <laughs> you don't have to hang with them. But you do have to forgive them. Because when you do that, it releases you. And I told my grandfather, I said, I said, Grandpa, you did that. We have the power to change. Don't say, well, it's because of how I was raised. Have you ever heard that before? You know, I mean today because Tao's raised. <laughs> Because I went through. Well, stop being calloused. 
break it. I made up my mind. When I found a wife, I was going to latch on to her. I tell her, I said, hey, you're stuck with me. <laughs> you may want to kick me. You may want to hit me. <laughs> but you know what? When you make your choice to live for God, it's the greatest decision that you could ever make. And there will be haters. And there will be naysayers along life's journey. But if you'll get your focus off them and get your focus on God, you could say, wow, it's a great life living for the Lord. God, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence and your touch. I'm praying, God, tonight for your children. I'm praying, God, that you'd give them dreams tonight. You'd give them peaceful sleep tonight. And you'd speak to them and let them know their value. And let them know their worth. And I'm praying, God, they put their trust in you. And they would learn to please you with every breath that they have. We give you praise. We give you worship. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands under the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Make sure Sunday night you're here. Six o'clock. Brother Jonathan Sanders will be with us. God bless you.